0: All right, we have another variant that's kind of taken over. So let's talk to Dr. Joseph Gastaldo, Infectious Disease Specialist, Ohio Health. Dr. Gastaldo, how are you?
1: Hello, Dr. Joe. Merry Christmas to you guys. I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. Merry Staying Christmas healthy.
2: to you. <laughs> Thank you for the baked goods, by the way. We're going to have you on once a week for a year <laughs> after that.
1: Boy, I'll tell you what, I hope you guys enjoyed those cookies, but if I actually saw a person like that on a cookie, I'm not sure I would be eating them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's
0: start off what we know the president came out last week, the winner of death, a lot of possible lockdowns. Where do we stand and, and, and what do you think the future, the immediate future holds for the new variant?
1: yeah so again i don't see us going into lockdown again there's no political will for it and uh, today is very different than what it was a year ago but we have to be honest and transparent with people with what's going on in this current state of affairs so first of all in the united states omicron is here it is taking off like wildfire and based on information come out of the united kingdom and europe the doubling time is about two days and that compares to a doubling time of about seven days for the Delta variant, which, by the way, we are still dealing with. Houston Methodist Hospital, uh, they do their own in-house genetic sequencing, uh, is reported saying that 45% of what they're seeing for infections in the Houston area is Omicron. So it is here in Ohio, and it is a more contagious virus. It's a more contagious variant, Uh, probably just as contagious as measles. Um, We have the tools, however, to protect ourselves.
2: Yeah, so with this recent surge, is there going to be a rush on getting this extra jab, and is it possible there's a shortage?
1: Oh, no, supply of the vaccines are are great. We have plenty of vaccines on the shelf here at Ohio Health. But again... Uh, We still have to respectfully engage people who have not yet been vaccinated. That's the most important thing. Everybody has a date with this virus, including myself. And uh, I know people in my family who have had their first dates with this. I want everybody to have their first date with this virus with the protection you get from a vaccine. So how many more boosters are we going to have to get right now? There's talk of perhaps a second or third booster shot to get us through this in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. Yeah, I don't see it happening within the next four to five months. But again, uh, we have to be transparent with people. There are going to be more variants. The next letter in the Greek alphabet is pi, and it's going to be a matter of time before we see the pi variant in the near future. Um, so I we love pi. be transparent <laughs> with people. Uh, it could be that we have to get a booster every year. We don't know yet. But you know what? I get a flu shot every year. Um, if I had to get a COVID shot every year, I'm okay with that. You have to get a tetanus shot every couple of years. So there's many vaccines you have to get a booster, so
0: that's not new. Uh, Dr. Gastaldo. you've been with us, so you know that I don't believe anything on the Internet, so I'll ask you. Now, we have a month of data from South Africa, so they're a month ahead of where we are. Uh, now, some people are saying that their hospital outlook is better because Omicron is, isn't as severe as the Delta or the uh, the original coronaviruses. What are we hearing from the the data that they have?
1: Yeah, so you're absolutely right. So tentatively, and again, it's very premature to say that Omicron is less severe. Uh, It's premature to say that we really don't have enough data. And you're right. uh, Information out of South Africa um, is suggesting that Omicron was a lower severity of illness. But keep in mind that um, they just got through a bad Delta surge. Now, if you look at the U.K., Uh, In the U.K., they're already coming out and saying that we don't know with certainty. And uh, there was a study that came out, an announcement from the U.K., based on information they have there, Omicron has the same severity of illness as Delta. So, again, it's premature to see. What I want to see, hopefully, is a decoupling of infection numbers in the community compared to hospitalizations. Uh, That's what I really want to see, because, you know what, if you're home with covid If you're home with mild conditions, mild symptoms, you're not in the hospital, I can live with that. And I mean that from a a loving statement. You know, I don't want anybody to get sick. But if you're home with COVID and you have a cold, we can live with that from the hospital perspective. Things are very tight in the hospital right now.
2: Dr. Joe, what do you suggest moving forward into this Christmas and New Year weeks as far as somebody that may not be Vaccinated, I mean, I know a lot of people, there's been a lot of cancellations. Are we where we were a year ago, maybe, and stepping back from celebrating?
1: Uh, No, not at all. I mean, I can tell you what I'm doing in my personal life, too. I mean, we have the tools. For example, in my personal life, for Christmas Eve, everybody there has been vaccinated, everybody has been boosted. If somebody is not feeling well, you don't come to the party, and everybody's going to do a home antigen test right before you get together. In that scenario, that's as safe as you can make it. Now, with COVID, there's no such thing as zero risk. However, you have the tools that you need to make it extraordinarily low and unlikely.
0: Dr. Gastaldo, I'm going to put rapid tests in my kids' Christmas
2: stockings. (laughs) Before you come
1: downstairs, open your presents. Take the test, kids. Yeah, the rapid tests are available. You know, Columbus Public Health has given them to the libraries. Uh, I was looking at Walmart.com. Uh, you can get a, a test with two, a box of two tests for under fifteen dollars. They're out there. It's just a matter of getting them into the arms and homes of people.
0: I think a well, part of this is the fear of the unknown. You know, I remember back a year ago, over a year ago, when I had it, I thought, Oh my God, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be in the hospital the next day. So let's say, what do we know? Let's say I did have the Delta variant and I had it maybe two, three weeks ago. I'm completely healthy. Will that give me any immunity? over the omicron uh virus or do we just not know what what's the data saying from the natural immunity of having one and then getting the other one
1: yeah so i would hope that if you had delta and you got boosted that will give you hybrid immunity which is better than immunity you get from vaccination alone yeah. so the only thing we really have to say on that is information out of south africa that uh, for people who have had delta compared to people who were vaccinated, there's a higher risk for reinfection with an Omicron variant and those who only had infection without being vaccinated. So again, to date, we have given close to 500 million doses of these vaccines in our country, 500 million doses. That's a lot. And on purpose, the FDA and the CDC set up very robust mechanisms looking for any safety signals. And uh, the CDC mm. and the FDA are very transparent on what those are and how often they occur.
2: Have you seen some of these drastic bills that they're gonna be voting on in New York City and do you believe we'll ever reach that point here in central Ohio I mean some of the crazy talk about I mean literally like a camp for people that are deemed a danger to society
1: yeah I don't think, much I don't think it's gonna get that way in Columbus God, I hope you know, you know culturally and politically it's very different from uh, Ohio to New York. You know, I'm a big believer of respectfully engaging people and telling them what they need to do to protect themselves and their family. The problem and the challenge for that, though, is with Dr. Google and everybody getting information from Sally down the street or someone going to a Facebook group, it's very easy to go down a rabbit hole of misinformation. However, if people know the scientific reality of what's going on and how to protect themselves, uh, I think that's a better pathway to really communicate to people.
0: Dr. Joseph Gastaldo, infectious disease expert, Ohio Health, joins us. Uh, What about um, the CEO of Moderna coming out this morning about saying his shot increased the antibody level against the Omicron. Is that the shot? Now, if we're, if we're already boosted and we got to get the second booster, is that the one we should go to? Or is the CEO just trying to raise the stock prices?
1: Uh, I think it's the CEO trying to raise some stock prices. So, again, Pfizer did the exact same thing with their booster, too. And all they do, they do these... Um, they do these test tube studies in the lab, which they create a pseudovirus. They give people a booster, and then they take their blood and see how well the antibodies neutralize the pseudovirus in a test tube. How that performs in the real world, we really don't know. And keep in mind, there's also these long-lasting T cells, these memory cells, which help protect against um, severe disease. So, again, getting a booster with a mRNA vaccine, Pfizer or Moderna all it does is it raises your antibody levels to a high enough level which mitigate and protect against infection. Now remember even without a booster we really think that most people and again there's some caveats to that most people still have those long lasting memory cells which will give them protection from severe disease but the whole point about getting a booster is to rise up your antibody levels to give you a great layer of protection because guess what if you get a post-vaccination infection, you're still going to be out because you can still be contagious for a period of time. And again, we want everybody to uh, be able to work, especially in healthcare. You know, If we have people in healthcare um, getting post-vaccination infections, they're going to be out from work for a period of time and there's going to be less healthcare workers to take care of people in the hospital. As you, as you know, yeah.
0: Dr. Gastaldo, I mean, you try to get everybody vaccinated, but there are certain people that just won't. It is what it is, right? You try to give them the info, they're just not going to do it. So what's your thoughts on the Regeneron and Astra- AstraZeneca. Is that a, because I'm reading things about it and it looks great, it, it sounds great on the internet, but is that something for people who just refuse to get vaccinated and they're super sick? Is that those two uh, drugs, a? because it, what it does is you can explain a little bit, I believe it it kind of artificial
1: antibodies, correct? That's correct. So what you're referring to are monotonal antibodies and there's three of them on the market now and we give the monoclonal antibodies to at-risk people who have covid to keep them out of the hospital, and they actually work pretty good with that. However, you know, in infectious diseases, what we want to do is to prevent people from getting the infection and not having to treat them. You know, you can go out and get a sexually transmitted infection, and I could treat you for it, but I'd rather have, not, I'd rather have you not get it to begin with. Well, I was uh, in sure. Vegas, Doc. You sure, know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but the other thing with the monoclonal antibodies you're referring to is Omicron. Uh, uh, based on really good lab studies done with these pseudoviruses, two of the three monoclonal antibodies that we have really don't have good activity against Omicron. So That's another variable in the situation that we have going on. I do think that the companies are going to uh, tweak those to hopefully have activity against Omicron. Another tool we're going to have hopefully in the near future Uh, really hopefully any day or week now are going to be oral antiviral agents you can think of them as Tamiflu for COVID-19 and those medications are going to be for at-risk people who have COVID to keep them out of the hospital but again those aren't those aren't substitutions for the vaccine I rather not get it to begin with who's going to be making that pill uh, two companies. Merck has a pill and Pfizer has a pill. Of course, it. Pfizer, and yeah. It looks like, based on a press release, it looks like the Pfizer fil- pill performs a little bit better. But again, uh, getting these pills out are going to be challenging. Uh, the Pfizer pill has a lot of drug interactions, so so it's not a- an easy thing. And operationally, these are going to be challenging to, to get out to people.
0: You know, you've nailed it early on in this since we've been talking to you. You've been saying, you know, people are going to get it. But you get vaccinated, you're not going to get sick. So at what point is it Fauci is our president? Is it other political leaders? At what point are we going to focus on severity and not the numbers? Because I saw Fauci saying, well, the numbers are going to get big. We might have to lock it down. Well, the numbers are going to get big. But if you're vaccinated, you're not going to get sick. So when do we focus on severity and not the numbers?
1: Well, hopefully soon. And again, I think um, that may be part of the message that President Biden is going to have tomorrow with the state of the state of, uh, address he's going to give the country. What we really need to be focused on at Ohio Health, what we're focused on is how many COVID patients we have in the hospital. And that's, I think, the better message to get out to the public, because the more people who get vaccinated, if you get COVID, you're not going to be hospitalized. I can live with that. But I'm telling right. you, things are tight in the hospital. And with so much COVID out there, healthcare care workers are out. And it's really going to impact and it's starting to how how we deal and deliver health care in central ohio and in the state of ohio so if you think yeah.
0: we focus just shift on media attention and leaders saying forget about the numbers look at what's going on in the icu that would be a better way because when you throw out ten thousand cases a day you gotta don't you gotta accompany it with it what's going really going on in the hospitals
1: Oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly and we're kind of numb to numbers and you know, the, the yes. biggest thing I look at every day when I start my day is how many patients we have in the hospital. The, that metric is still going up. The other thing too, I think as Americans we're numb to are the amount of people dying from COVID-19. On December 19th, for example, the average death uh, on that day from various metrics is close to 1300 people dying from COVID. We've been above a thousand uh, for a while now and you know what? Uh, based on um, modeling reports, we're going to have a million COVID deaths in our country by late winter, early spring. We're above eight, 800,000 now. E. So uh, we're num- we are numb to numbers. I know I am, and I know the public is too.
2: So can you still yeah, walk Yeah, there's in? a lot of mixed messages that don't help the cause either. If somebody's not vaccinated or they're... You know, they're not going to get boosted. Then you see, like, uh, California's in a state of emergency. I mean, they're really serious about it. And yet, they're hosting the Super Bowl. They're going to have the Rose Bowl. Their governor's on a book tour. When the people that are telling you there's a crisis don't act as if there's a crisis, that sends a mixed message and only hurts people like you who are trying to get, you know, people vaxxed.
1: Oh, I agree. Mixed messaging is quite. A it's not good. Actually, when you have leaders say one thing and then do another thing. It's, it's all about the optics. And right. I do agree. I do agree with that. But again, when it comes to Omicron, we have to let people know this one is contagious. And we still have to really be cognizant specifically of people where vaccines don't work as well. You know three percent of the american population is really immunocompromised vaccines Mm. don't work as well on them there are a lot of medical conditions vaccines don't work as well the order you get vaccines don't work as well and we really don't have good data yet on how Omicron affects those people. So, so with more infection, even in younger, healthier people, uh, it, it's going to result in more um, weakened people who are going to be hospitalized, and, and that's that's my concern moving forward.
0: So, I'm getting my booster tomorrow, and if you're out there, and let someone's out there, Doctor Gastaldo, and they either want to get their first shot or get the booster, is it same as before? I can go into any drugstore and get it. Any Kroger is is it still? Can I do a drive-through? What's available for us?
1: Yeah, so uh boosters uh, are out there, and officially, there's really no booster that's recommended over another. You can mix and match. The CDC last week just put a recommendation out there to really have a preference for mRNA vaccines over the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Uh, try to get an appointment. You know, here at Ohio Health, at the Blum Administrative Center, uh, there is a mass vaccination center. It's conveniently located off of the um, right off of 315 at North Broadway. They're closed today. But um, they are open um, the rest of the week with uh, reduced hours on Christmas Eve day. You just walk in, walk in, get your booster, get your primary series if you haven't had it. And uh, we, we are giving close to 1,000 vaccines a day since we started that last week. So that's 315 in Broadway. 3, 315 and North Broadway, North the Broadway. Administrative Center. Right North here, right
2: Thursday. down the street from us.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, on Tuesday through Friday, just walk on in. Get your vaccine, get your booster. Um, you know, I have. I'm very proud of Ohio Health really supporting the community to getting vaccines out to people, and and we are really uh, trying to ramp that up, especially around the holidays.
2: Doc, did I tell you last time we had you? I man, that shingles vaccine kicked my ass. When you when it's a two shot deal, like if somebody hasn't been, gotten the original vax yet. Do you get sicker with the first dose or the second? Because I still have to get my second for the shingles, but boy, that first one hurt me. It put me down.
1: Yeah, so what you described was reactogenicity. It's an immune response, and that's actually a reflection of your immune system. So that tells me, really, that that your immune system responds to uh, vaccines really well. That's great. So. Uh, With the shingles vaccine, second dose, and uh, with an mRNA vaccine, second dose, and those who have not previously had COVID, uh, there is more reactogenicity or that immune response. But you know what? Uh, People's immune systems are quite variable, and I know plenty of people uh, who've done fine uh, with their COVID-19 vaccine, second dose, with with minimal side effects. But, But you're right, though. The shingles vaccine second shot uh, which by the way it's a great vaccine um is a is a is a vaccine that really uh, hits people more with the second dose oh uh, god <laughs> well, doc-
2: now i don't want to go <laughs> well thanks so
0: much for your time dr gastaldo we appreciate it
1: well thanks for having me happy holidays merry christmas and uh, be safe
2: beautiful